to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander flying solo tonight as it is late night here on the West Coast on Friday night as all these games in the NBA tonight ended. And I'm looking at tomorrow's slate on Saturday as we want to keep things rolling here just because it's the weekend. We are not taking a break for you guys, bringing you uh, some best bets, mostly player props in this video as I've got a bunch of picks in here, including one game under that I'll give you guys as well. So make sure to continue to follow along, like and subscribe to that page. I'm also going to be bringing you another one of these for Sunday. I think I'll have Nate back with me. Not sure. uh, Positive about that yet. Yeah, but we will have a video up for you either way uh, with just me or Nate as well. Uh, definitely want you to head to the lines.com as well. I'm putting the picks up there and articles each and every day. And we also have uh, the odds finder tool on there. You can use that to make sure you're getting the best juice back on all your bets this NBA postseason. Just running through what happened, I'm going to quickly say it was bad uh, on Friday night. It was the first losing night for me anyway in a very long time after a super solid week that was 9-1 and one before the 0-3 uh, spurt, spurt that we hit tonight and that was in part because rj barrett decided that he was going to play well in the playoffs for the first time in his entire career uh and playoff jamal murray was held in check missed a number of wide open shots but the timberwolves were definitely game planning for him and still got their butts kicked by those nuggets we're going to move on here i am anyway into my very first pick of the night i'm looking at tyrese maxi and we know that the uh the, the 76ers are going to be without Joel Embiid in this one. Uh, and so there's plenty of things that I like. I, I know this game is really, really early, so there's not going to be that much time for everyone to see it before this game starts off. But I, I think Tyrese Maxey is going to be one of the better bets. Uh, I'm going 27 and a half points and assists for him. That's minus 105 on DraftKings. Uh, I like the, the adding the assist in there because even though Harden's probably going to be doing uh, you know the bulk of the, the point guard duties, uh, you know, Maxey still gets a ton of assists, including about five a game when he plays without uh, just Joel Embiid. I also think it's worth it to hit the four plus threes for him at 100 uh, plus 170 on FanDuel there. I'm a half a unit on that one. And then the leading scorer of the game as well. I'm going to throw up you know, a quarter of a unit on him to be that at plus 220. It's either him or, or, or Kim, uh, excuse me, Mikhail Bridges on the nets that's going to get this. And you can even get plus odds for, for um, Mikhail to be the leading scorer in the game at about plus 130. And I still like that as well. So diving into Maxi without Embiid, there's 10 uh, 10 games basically this season, 29 points per game in those 10 games and about 38 minutes that he's playing with a 29% usage. Like I said, he averages those five assists as well and three and a half boards, just throwing that out there, three and a half threes without Joel in those 10 games. Uh, and obviously that is not in the playoffs where in these last two, he has 10 and a, uh, he's made, he's, excuse me, he has 11 made threes on 21 attempts uh, in those last two games. And that's, you know, in, in the 35, um, 35 minutes that he's been playing in the first two games on average. Uh, I, I think it's pretty, pretty good, uh, going to be a pretty good matchup for him. Everything kind of changes, obviously, when Joel's not in there. I do like the fact that he gets double teamed, does Joel, and then that leaves Maxi open on some of those switches when they get the imbalance on the defense. But honestly, you know, the, even the way that things are going to be going now, uh, Mikhail's guarding Harden. That's, that's who he was on in game th- uh, in the first couple games and who they really are just relying on to be the hardened stopper, if you will, and doing a pretty good job. I mean, Mikhail's one of the best one-on-one defenders in the league uh, at this point, if not the best, honestly. So I, it makes a ton of sense that he would continue to play on, uh, on Harden the entire game, which means that guys like Dinwiddie are just going to get barbecued by Tyrese Maxey continuously like they already started, like they already have been in the first uh, three games of this series. Dinwiddie's been spending the most time on him and just getting absolutely roasted for like 12 points and about seven minutes uh, in, in the last game. And then the game before, pretty much the same number. 
numbers there for Tyrese Maxey uh, against Dinwiddie at this point. So uh, I continue to like Tyrese Maxey uh, in this one, and I'll just throw one more pick out there for, for you guys from this game. I'm going back to Nick Claxton's under. Uh, there's a couple guys on Twitter that we've been talking about this. Like, I'm just going to keep hitting it, man. Uh, every time that he has this total, it's about nine and a half uh, at this point. It didn't hit the first one because he got 10, although I did hit it live and, and tweeted that out at you guys as well, that if you got it at 10 and a half live and went under that hit because he got 10 boards, um, it's minus 125 on DraftKings, throwing a unit on that as well. I'll just repeat some of the stuff I said, but this is really going to be mostly about uh, B-Ball Paul, Paul Reed, who's going to be in there for Joel uh, as his main substitute with a bunch of McDaniels in there as well. But Philly is allowing the second fewest rebounds per game since the All-Star break. They're playing at the slowest pace. I know there's going to be rebounds because of a lot of ugly missed shots because these, you know, Brooklyn's not very good on offense. Really, really bad, in fact. Um, the, the Philadelphia is not missing very much at all. I mean, it's not been a very pretty series so far on offense by any means, um, but they still are the number one true shooting percentage team in the league on the season getting to the free throw line they'll do that less now that Joel's not in there obviously six fewer free throws a game without Embiid on the season so you can expect that to be the case the offensive rating goes down obviously as well but the points actually go up because the pace picks up as well by by like a couple possessions per 100 so the uh the the numbers in terms of the totals go up a bit for the 76ers as they score 118 points a game without him shoot a really nice percentage same about 49 percent from the field uh, 38% from deep without Joel. So like still very solid percentages offering less rebounds, obviously to the nets and to the other team. But I do want to give B ball, Paul, that is his official nickname on basketballreference.com, Paul Reed, who will be coming in there at backup center and does a really good job on the season. Uh, the, the team rebounds better when Joel's not in there. It's, it's a lot more of a team effort when it's not just, okay, well the dude who's standing over there, seven foot three at 285 pounds will probably get the rebound because also he moves like a soccer player. Uh, so, he can be very quick to the ball that's not going to be the case in this one and when Paul uh, Reed was on the court on the season they actually had a better defensive rebound percentage did the 76ers as a team um, Jaden McDaniels is also going to get in there and, and go for a ton of boards uh, as well because he's another guy who really really good on off numbers for him in terms of the rebound percentage for the 76ers when he's on the floor so they're going to want that the team as, in a, as a whole gives up fewer rebounds in part because they're making a few more shots per game without Joel on the floor uh, in, in this season um, and, and not even on the floor in the lineup in the, in the games that they played without him this season there were 16 that he missed 39 and a half rebounds per game for the opponent when Joel's off, uh, not in the lineup, and then 41 and a half when he is in the lineup. So I like all of that stuff, and I'm going to continue to fade Claxton to get under 10 boards. He hasn't done it in the last two. I don't expect him to do it in this one. So it is late, like I told you. Moving on to my next one here, we've got Chris Paul. I'm going under. For Mr. Paul, who obviously has been negatively impacted in terms of his personal stats since Kevin Durant came to the team, KD will do that. He is a vacuum for all kinds of stats, including some of the rebounds and assists that Mr. Paul has been used to. Um, he's only hit this prop of 14 and a half rebounds and assists that I'm going under here three times in the 11 games that he's played with KD. One of those was the first game of the series where he had 21 combined rebounds and assists and actually failed to get 10 points. Um, but prior to when KD was here, nine and a half assists per game and four and a half rebounds per game, which is good for right about uh, 50, what we got 14 there, uh, which would be right around the prop still under um, for this one, which is why it's really high, in my opinion, for Chris Paul to get all these these boards and assists. I know he's done a pretty good job rebounding 10 boards in two games so far for the short point guard, um, which is pretty nice. But I, I, there's just a, a bunch more guys now to guard him um, in terms of you know shorter guys who are, are quicker 
And really, most importantly, Norm Powell is about to lock him up once more. In game one, uh, basically, let me put it this way. As long as Eric Gordon is not guarding uh, um, Chris Paul, then we're in a good spot for him to go under. So in game one, he cooked Gordon uh, for all those rebounds and assists, was just outplaying him all over the floor in the like seven minutes that Eric, almost eight minutes that Eric Gordon guarded him. In games two and three, no more Gordon on Chris Paul. Uh, in fact, game three was Norm Powell, which is what we're going to see again. No Kawhi in the lineup. Hopefully you knew that before you start watching this video as Kawhi's out again on Saturday, uh, as well as Embiid. So Norm Powell in that last game, who looked like Michael Jordan with 42 points, maybe the 15th best player in the NBA or something right now, but I don't know if he's going to necessarily do that again, but he's going to be on the floor uh, for that amount of time. He's going to be starting and he's going to be the one guarding Chris Paul as he did in game three there where he did limit Paul to under this prop as well. Uh, and I continue to think that that will be the case. And even when it's not Norm Powell, the point is, it's not Eric Gordon. It's Terrence Mann. Uh, and, and Terrence Mann has done a much better job on Chris Paul as well, limiting him to one assist in the time that he guarded him. Norm Powell limited him to just one assist in about seven and a half minutes as well. Uh, and really, the other reason he got assists in that game one was because Kawhi was guarding him for a good amount of time. And then Kawhi would get switched off of Chris Paul. Uh, and uh, no, excuse me, other way around. Kawhi was, would be guarding KD or Book. One of those two guys would set a screen for Chris Paul's guy, and then now you've got Kawhi on Chris Paul, and the switch is Eric Gordon or somebody to that effect on uh, one of KD or Book who were able to just cook him, and that's how he got a bunch of assists uh, in that game once. So I'm going to finish things off here uh, also talking about the other uh, game in L.A. Uh, that we've got the Lakers hosting the Grizz this time, and I'm going after some LeBron James stuff here because uh, LeBron is probably pretty mad, uh, even though he didn't want, I mean, the way he ended uh, this recent interview where the media was asking him about Dylan Brooks and the way that Dylan Brooks was chatting in his face and talking trash and getting off after LeBron personally, uh, which was really embarrassing for Dylan Brooks because he hit a three. That was a pretty, it was a really probably a game clinching three at the end of game, uh, game two there. But like, it gave him nine points and he's talking to LeBron like who had 28 points for some reason. So I'm not really sure where Dylan Brooks gets off. Uh, nobody does, but that's, that's the, the gall that he has, uh, I think is going to be his downfall. Once again, he's like, LeBron's just going to be in kill mode. So, uh, I should be clear here. I'm going to go after a bunch of LeBron stuff. So double, double and Los Angeles to win, uh, with their money line plus 168 on FanDuel. That's a unit. I'm going for over two and a half stocks, which is steals and blocks combined for for uh, LeBron here, plus 140 on DraftKings for him to get three blocks and steals combined. Just going to run through some of it for you. Um, like I said, kill mode. If you're going to take the points, by the way, it's at 28 and a half. Just get it to 30. Uh, if you want the 30 and LeBron for a win, that player performance double is available on FanDuel as well. You can get that for plus 178, a little bit better uh, juice for him to do that than the double double. But I'm not really trying to mess around with that quite as much with the, with the points. I do think it's the hustle stats that I'm looking at for him. Like I said, with kill mode, like, yeah, I think he's going to be getting a ton of points. But I do think he wants to get others involved and doesn't necessarily need to like use all of his effort just scoring all over the floor. I could be wrong. That could be what his focus is. Um, but I think these hustle stats are, are what you want. And so like the rebounds at nine and a half is good. It's like even money. But I'm taking the, the 10 boards for him basically with the win is what I'm going after. I don't think the assists are really what, what, what I'm looking for here because I do think kill mode for LeBron will also be getting a bunch of points. So um, I, I like the stocks because I think he's going to be hunting Dylan Brooks. So I like those to be a couple of that. I think he's going to be so 
locked in that that's going to be, you know, where his focus is, is like get easy points, make them look stupid, uh, which means blocking them and stealing them and scoring in transition. So uh, double doubles in four of his last six games versus Memphis really enjoys playing them as well. He had nine boards in the other two games that he failed to get uh, a double double in them in his last six. Steven Adams uh, was playing in those games. So was, uh, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, Brandon Clark also playing in that game. Backup center, well, backup center. Xavier Tillman's doing really well. But Brandon Clark was basically their small ball center all season long. Uh, he was in there as well, another great rebounder. So with those two guys in there, LeBron still had nine boards. Without them, you've seen what he's done in the last two games, 12 boards and 11 boards uh, in the first two. So uh, I like the stocks. He hit this in his last two as well in terms of getting more than two blocks and steals combined. So I think that's a pretty good bet for plus money there at plus 140, like I said. And I did want to throw one more thing at you guys that I probably should have teased a little bit. Hopefully you're all still with me here. As I'm going to give you like a nice little same game parlay we had somebody jump in the comments on the youtube page there and, and ask that we maybe just throw something in with like some long shot odds at the end knowing that we're not you know maybe like 0.2 units maybe a quarter of a unit that you want to throw on something that gets you a little bit better juice so i built one real quick on DraftKings, which is the best place to find what i wanted which was just have some fun with the st- with the hustle uh, hustle points that uh, hustle stats that i think are coming for lebron and for anthony davis as well so i mean ad five blocks last game seven blocks the game before three steals as well in, in game one uh, i'm gonna go with three picks here that gets you plus 850 uh on your money there for a same game parlay on DraftKings, memphis uh and, and la is the game obviously here lebron's blocks two of them uh ad's blocks three of them and then lebron to get more than nine and a half boards all three of those together gets you to plus 850 right so eight to one on your money that all of that happens there and i feel pretty good about it honestly i think ad continuing to get those uh those hustle points and stats like i keep saying uh is another good bet as you know there there's Xavier Tillman's not exactly a fast guy, so you can get blocks on him. Jaron Jackson Jr. is undersized compared to AD, and everybody else is just food for AD to block if they come anywhere near the basket, as he's been on a defensive tear for a while now uh, and has gotten all of those blocks that I just said, uh, the three blocks there. Uh, he's hit 80% of the time in his last 12 games, so I'd feel pretty good about him hitting that again. Uh, and that is all the time I have for you guys in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. Might have Nate back for you guys for the video that we're putting out on Sunday morning. Either way, we'll until I see you then, happy betting.